So I think my why truly is, and it might sound super, super vague to some people, but I really just want to make a difference. I really want to, like, uh, and some people might say this is, like, self-gratifying, but, like, for if someone to say, like, you know, the reason I'm here today or the reason I went down a different path was because someone believed in me and the person who believed in me was Jacoby Suggs. Welcome to another episode of the Delaware College Scholars Podcast. I am joined by one of my colleagues, Jacoby Suggs. And you have been with Delaware College Scholars for how long now? Since I started like in March. Okay, March. Working from a college counseling standpoint, you obviously have a background in college counseling, um, and that's sort of what I want to talk about. You went to the College of New Jersey for undergrad, graduated in 2017, yes. and you studied political science. We are not here to talk about political science. Uh, what, what interests me is you major in political science, and now you have a career in education for the past five years. What inspired that? So originally with me going to TCNJ for political science, uh, you could not tell me I wasn't going to be a lawyer. I grew up since probably the age of five saying, yes, I'm going to be a lawyer. And um, when I got there, so gung-ho on it. And then I actually started my major. I think the first class I took was like comparative politics. Day one, knew I should never been in the major. However, I had to stick it out because I told people I was doing it. And then my parents were pushing me to do it. I was a first-generation college student. And the money is, was super important because um, I think we're first generation college students. It's like you're carrying the weight of your family on your back. And um, so I, was, I didn't want to disappoint them. So I was persisting through and I got up to my junior year. And crazy enough, I'm like, even though knowing I should not be in this major, I picked up a minor in law, politics and philosophy, just continue to dig a hole. And... Um, it was like the spring semester. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Um, I told my parents, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to law school. I paid for a Kaplan review course and everything. Got my money back, and my mother was upset, but she was, oh, what are you gonna do? I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> and um, I had to continue with the major because it was way too late. I was not trying to stay past the four years. And then I had to reflect on like, okay, what is the thing that that does not feel like work? And uh, as I reflected on my experiences, I was an ambassador. I participated in the EOF program. I was an EOF peer mentor, and EOF stands for Educational Opportunity Fund. I was uh, a, a resident, assistant resident director. I was also a tutor for the program. So I was like, oh, I think education might be it, and specifically college access, because that's something I'm super, uh, super passionate about. Um, and then, but so going into education, I was really thinking about, uh, well, one thing I even guide myself in now is like, what, like, is like, why do, do I do this work? And I feel like it's a result of something that we didn't have or something that we did have. And as I think about my college or college search experience, my guidance counselor was not the person to go to. Um, I was fifth in my graduating class, strong SAT scores, and I remember she called me and was like, oh, like, are you going to college? Yeah, all my apps are already submitted. <laughs> um, and then 
when I got to TCNJ, there was this woman named Dawn Wilson, and she t- took me under her wing. She actually is actually the person who accepted me into TCNJ, and our relationship flourished. We're still really connected to this day. And I, she is probably one of the reasons why I also continued in education. Um, she made me believe that, or not believe, but I think she brought out my passion to inspire, develop, and impact the lives of young people. You said a lot of really interesting things, so I'm struggling to see sort of where I should go next. I guess I want to know selfishly, mm-hmm. me being a first gen college student as well, and you mentioned like carrying the family on your back and sort of like having that pressure. I'm curious as how you dealt with that pressure. And Mm -hmm. especially too, I I feel it when, you know, because I serve as a college counselor uh, with DCS as well. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely, I don't know, I've I've had that conversation with our students. I feel a lot of pressure from mom, from dad. Um, And yeah, so I'm curious as to how you dealt with that. Um, So I think growing up, I've always just wanted more. And sometimes you don't know what more is, but you just know, like, when you feel it, it's like, I need some something else. And, I mean, my parents, I'm a product of teenage pregnancy. My parent, Both of my parents didn't finish high school. Um, and they really just did the best that they could with the tools that they had. And... I out of and there there I have four other siblings and I was the so I went to school first. My other sister, she was going to school, she got pregnant, her dreams got put on hold. I mean she's continuing her education now. I'm super proud of her. My brother, he went to college, still hasn't graduated. My sister didn't go to school, and then my youngest brother just graduated high school. So I think uh, me being the student that I was since I was young, like I would even go to school. My parents would say, oh, you don't have to go to school when it's a delayed opening. I'm still going to school. The end of the school year, oh, you're going to have to go to school. There's nothing happening. I'm still going to school. So I'm always like, I am going to like push and make it. So I just feel like I've always just been this person, always been this student. Kind of sometimes feeling like the black sheep of the family a bit. But it didn't bother me any. It was like, I have goals that I want to reach. And granted, I want my parents to be proud of me. I want to, some of it is also like, I want to be able to support and uh, help provide them a comfortable life. Um, and not not to say like, you know, and honestly, I honestly didn't even know that we were poor until it was, until I started applying to college. Right. I'm like, this is the money that y'all make? And I, I think as I reflected on all of that, I, when I said more, it, I think it really just came down to, I think I was oblivious to some of the things that happened when I was younger. And as I got older, I became more aware, but sub- subconsciously I pushed them to the back of my mind. And that was my driving factor to really do better by myself and then do better by my family. So you graduate from... TCNJ, that's how yes. that's the acronym, right? Yep. Uh, in 2017, and then mm-hmm. you start in the Educational Opportunity Fund um, office as an admissions counselor. Mm-hmm. How did that job come to be? So, funny enough, it was either teaching okay. or going into higher education. So, I, I, don't, I was like, I don't think I'm built for teaching. Mind you, I went through the interview. I had to do a whole... Um, what is it called when they make you like teach in front of a group of kids? And I was like, yeah, this is, I'm not built for that. <laughs> it's cool and all, but no. And then I had the interview with TCNJ. It was actually my Dawn, the woman that I mentioned yep. before, and then my EOF advisor. She's like, just do it, just do it. And I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I want to come back to TCNJ. Like, I've been here, I think I want to grow. And she's like, no, you're going to do it. 
So she made me submit the application, and then I got the interview. And um, really, truly, it was like, okay, I know I want, I want to be better and do better, and I don't want to work at Forever 21, so let me uh, take this job opportunity. And I did. And I think it was that was like the shifting point because it was like I, one, it was like a large curve of learning different things. As I think anyone who's fresh out of undergrad, my degree is in understanding like politics and law, and um, so I had, there were definitely some gaps, especially with me um, doing uh, public speaking because I hated that. I would avoid doing presentations. You and me both. <laughs> um, and. I so after when I got the job, I it just grew me into this like equity warrior, this person really passionate about education, um, really trying to really help black and brown students. Um, and with the EOF program, it, it truly serves like first gen students and uh, under resourced students. And really, I think I was just that student. So people might call it like a savior complex. Um, and I don't see it that way because I'm I don't feel like I'm saving people's lives. I just feel like I, I now I have this opportunity. I have this this power to present an opportunity to impact the trajectory of your life, and all, but then also continue to be a part of your life because I think sometimes there's so many different factors that impacts um, someone going to college and persisting through college, and um, I don't know if people truly understand that if they aren't in that in their shoes and with me being in those being in that in those shoes once before I just felt like I was better positioned to really help these students you talk about that first job with TCNJ finding you know a passion to help black and brown students first gen students under resourced students was there a specific moment that you knew you had to make this your life's work as you are now currently pursuing your master's of social work at Rutgers? Honestly, I think it was my, the final rejection from a job that made me think like I had to put, uh, continue my education and try to serve students in a different capacity. Um, I, that, that had to be it. I think it was the final rejection because rejection is hard. It's truly hard to go through, um, but it's a part of life. And um, I just had to sit there and figure out how I could get to my next step. But when you've been fighting your whole life, you're going to fight to get what you want. Um, and I think also that's why I kind of want to continue my education with the EDD. So, so where are you going to keep going back to school? More school? Yeah. I'm a, I've been looking at programs now. Uh, Fordham, Harvard, NYU. Um, and it's actually the the last network that I was with. They actually fueled me to getting this EDD in education policy. Um, can you tell our listeners what you currently do? Um, so currently, and there's a lot because, like, I you know, uh, to be transparent, before you know we started this program, I'm stalking your LinkedIn profile and I see like 85 jobs, yeah. and it was like very hard to like surf so, through them. Through. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, so currently what I do, um, I'm getting my master's of social work, um, but a part of my master's program, I have to complete internship hours. So 
And um, also within my master's program, I am getting a certificate on violence against women and children. Um, so I'm at an agency called Essex County Family Justice Center, where I support uh, domestic violence victims. It's like a one-stop shop and providing services to them. Um, alongside of that, my bread and butter job, I work at Great Oaks Legacy Charter School, uh, where I am the alumni support manager. So I lead our efforts in supporting our alumni getting through their post-secondary pathway, whether that is college, um, uh, trade school, or the workforce. Um, uh, and then on top of that, I am now contracted in to uh, work with DCS, where I am a college counselor. So in sort of those various roles, right, like I would say a lot of your job, or especially with the job from a DCS standpoint, mm -hmm. is being able to like connect with students. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just wondering, how are you such an effective communicator? One, I could get, I could say formal education, my master's program. However, I'm just a firm believer in showing up as my best self and showing up as my vulnerable self and being true to who I am so I can allow students to be true to who they are. Um, so I think it's hard already navigating this world as a black man, but then even navigating it as a gay black man, I feel like the intersection of my identities are so complex. And I come in as, like I said, my whole self and I allow students to be just that. Um, and I've had students, I've had really intimate conversations with students on my caseload, students not even on my caseload, and even current uh, scholars now who are trying to navigate college. Um, and sometimes I'm even thinking, like, what about me has made you comfortable in sharing your story? And I'm the, I think I probe, I ask meaningful questions because I want to understand. And we're all walking this earth trying to be understood, and I'm just trying to offer scholars a place, uh, a safe place to land, um, because I think that's what I searched for when I was growing up uh, with the intersection of my identities and my parents not understanding it. So as I continue to provide that safe space for scholars, I think they're comfortable opening up. That was a great answer. Just clip it. Uh, no, I mean, seriously, like it's great. And it's, it's, it's like evident in your work and your care for um, like our kids, but also like all the other students that you serve. What I'm always just curious as like big picture career path, you know, obviously you're dedicating a lot of your life to like helping others, but it's also work like that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and you talked about wanting, you know, you're, you'll graduate from Rutgers, uh, shout out Scarlet Knights um, in December 2022, then, you know, potentially go get your doctorate. Uh, what is the ultimate career goal for uh, Jacoby Suggs? The ultimate career goal. You know, that's not the first time someone has asked me that. Um, and right now, I'm going to say I truly don't know. I'm not. I can't. I don't know. Um, but I do know that I want to revamp education um, and under-resourced schools um, because sometimes I believe they are massaging data, not serving kids well. Um, and I don't think that's fair. Um, I don't think it's doing the best by students and their families. Um, so right now I can't say what that might look like in a title and a role. However, I do know that one day I will be a part of a larger system that is changing how we see and view education um, to be, for it to be meaningful to speak to the experience of students because sometimes I don't think it does that. 
uh, we will wrap up because I promise that this will only take 20 minutes of your time. And I know you have an important gym session to hit <laughs> and make sure we look good. And this is called Mad Minutes, just rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, you can be short answer. You can be as long winded as you want. It never actually takes a minute. What is your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? You know, I'm going to say Shameless. That's the first thing that came to my head. I love some Shameless. I mean, granted, it ended, but watched it through and through. Favorite song? Favorite song? Um, Brain by Banks. Favorite artist? Favorite artist, Banks. I don't know who Banks is. Um, <laughs> that's probably embarrassing. She's not big. She's not super big. Okay. That makes me feel like a little better. Favorite meal? No, my favorite meal, mac and cheese. But top it with barbecue sauce, honey baby, uh, sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. Is it a specific stuff. mac and cheese? Is it like Baked a f- mac and cheese. But is it like a family recipe? Is it like um, I mean, are you okay with like Chick Fil A's? Like, oh, like, absolutely not. It has oh. to be baked. Okay, <laughs> it has it. to be baked. Okay. And my grandmother, uh, who passed, she used to make the best mac and cheese. Um, so I mean, I'm open to trying pe- different uh, like people's mac and cheese. However, it has to be baked on the stove. Can't get behind it. The stove top, Chick Fil A, it's like wet. Mm-mm, it has to be baked. <laughs> okay, you're you're very passionate about yeah. about your mac and cheese intake. Uh, what is the furthest? Uh, you are a big uh, a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the furthest that you've ever run? The furthest I've ever run fifteen miles. Fifteen miles. Yeah. So you've done obviously a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Do would you like to do a full marathon? You know, funny enough, with the um, the fundraiser that yeah. the program was doing. I was supposed to run a marathon at that point. However, I chose to go to Mexico <laughs> over running the marathon. So, Got it. So it's not super invested in the marathon. <laughs> Maybe. It was a birthday trip, so give me some grace. Uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. Um, all right. So my last two questions to every guest. What's one piece of advice you would give to 16-year-old Jacoby? One piece of advice I would give to 16-year-old Jacoby um pretty good question huh that's a really thank really you i appreciate good question. that oh if i had to think the 16 year old me what was i doing at 16 years old i think i was fitting the mold of what everyone wanted me to be um and what my parents wanted me to be what teachers wanted me to be and um, I had to be this perfect student. So I would tell myself, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to uh, be um, perfect. Um, do the best that you can. Then my last question for you, and this one kind of sums people. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sort of ask it in like 85 ways. What's your why? What's your purpose? My why? Um, so I mean, I feel like I've usually answered that question in like a work aspect. And I'm like, I think my personal mantra has been like to uplift and impact the lives of um, black and brown students. But when I'm starting to think of my why, I think it has been increasing and I think I'm really passionate about personal development. Um, But personal development that speaks to like identity, um, that speaks to our lived experiences. So I think my why truly is, and it might sound super, super vague to some people, but I really just want to make a difference. I really want to, like, and some people might say this is like self-gratifying, but like for if someone to say like, you know, the reason I'm here today or the reason I went down a different path was because someone believed in me and the person who believed in me was Jacoby Suggs. 
because I can reflect on my experiences and say someone did that for me and I really just want to do that for someone else.